Welcome, everybody, to another week of the Inches podcast. I'm Nick Lawson, your host, co-founder of a company called Squad Sports that helps sports teams and events um, connect fans to sponsors digitally uh, during breaks in the game. As always, and I guess not always, but as recently, episode five of this, I have my co-host Rich Franklin here, the vice president of sponsorship for the Portland Winterhawks. How's it going, Rich? It's going uh, pretty well, Nick. How are you doing today? I'm good. It's a short week. Very short week. Um, I was actually up in Seattle Saturday for the Seattle Storm. They won their championship, so they got all their rings. Nice. Um, so that's always fun. You got some bling? Uh, I do. It's back at the uh, at the office. Well, congratulations. Um, replica ring. But uh, yeah, first client to win a championship while we've been a client. Uh, funny enough, I don't know if you know this, but you did back-to-back four years of Western Conference champs. Uh, yes, we did. And then we signed with you. Yes. And then you have not won one since. <laughs> so, I'm holding my ring up to the microphone right. right now. So literally, so. Uh, I feel like we are the curse or the bad luck charm for the Winterhawks. Because well, we haven't won golly. one since. That's <laughs> going to generate since. a lot of business for you, Nick. Right. Uh, no, so, don't talk that way. Don't be silly. It was, it was, a, uh, it was a curse that I was cognizant of in the background, as, as you kind of get. Um, but... Storm won it. Uh, actually, um, Charlotte Checkers, another client, are in the Calder Cup Finals, uh, playing. I want to say against Cody Glass's Chicago Wolves. That is correct. Yep. So ex Portland winner, hot Cody Glass. Yep. So so hopefully we can rack up some more championships and obviously bring bring one while we're here to, uh, to see. The you, you start working with enough different teams and events, you're going to have a whole. A whole rack, a whole shelf of nothing but your championship rings. It definitely helps to have a very wide net, too. There you uh, go. This is true. This is true. All right. Um, so getting back to the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, the, the Ninja's podcast is a podcast that looks at sports sponsorship, events and sports sponsorship, and just how digital is affecting kind of the industry. Um, last week, we talked about... Um, gosh, what did we talk about last weekend instead of this It week? was uh, matching up the... The asset to the sponsor to the need, uh, you know, knowing in advance what you want the end result to be exactly, and then kind of working it backwards from there. There we go. And, so and pros and cons. It was sort of a second part of a, a kind of a two part deal mm-hmm. because we talked about that uh, two weeks ago, and then last week it was more comparison. What's appropriate, uh, traditional versus digital? Yep. And I there's my holiday brain kicking in, but yes, <laughs> last week was traditional versus digital. We actually just put out uh, a quick article on that, um, so definitely check out my LinkedIn of, of just the bullet points and definitely listen to the episode. This week is a, a, almost part three to that, um, which is looking at, you know, if you're a team that doesn't have a ton of digital, and by that I mean you're doing Facebook posts, you're doing Instagram posts, um, but you really want to get started on whether that's sponsorship side, whether that's actual digital activations, um, where do you start and how do you get f- almost from zero to one on that side? Obviously, we help teams do that a lot, but um, I think it's great that Rich is here because we kind of went through that process with Rich and the Winterhawks of going, hey, you know, obviously we did some stuff with the mobile app and, and our fantasy gaming, but how do you get for that first step from zero to one to I want to do digital, um, let's get started. Where do you even start on that side? So, um, so Rich... For you all, obviously, we chatted last week and the week before just about um, budgets were shifting towards sponsorship, dollars being digital, so that maybe was the need, but kind of what was those first steps within you all of, hey, let's get this started, let's actually start getting some pieces going? Right. Well, 
there's there's two ways that I tend to look at um, any sponsor in terms of integrating their sponsorship into uh, into the, the organization, into the Fort Winter Hawks organization. And it, this really doesn't matter if it's digital or, or what it might be, but I think the key word there is, number one, integration. How are we going to, to integrate their brand and their messaging into what we're already doing, which then leads into the second part. Is there something we're already doing that doesn't require us to completely start from scratch Mm -hmm. to integrate that sponsor into an existing element? Uh, And in this case, we're talking about digital elements Mm -hmm. or for the right sponsor, for the right budget, Mm-hmm. Do we go out and create something brand new mm-hmm. that that fits specifically what it is that they are looking for, looking what uh, helps them accomplish what they want to accomplish, mm-hmm. and then add that into our existing portfolio yeah. of offerings? Yeah. Um, and I've had it work both ways. Uh, sometimes we have a uh, a particular element, be it digital or otherwise, that I don't need to recreate the wheel. It's just a matter of attaching that particular sponsor branding to something that's existing. Mm -hmm. But I've had situations uh, specific to digital where there are certain goals uh, that want to be met, uh, certain certain needs that need to be met from the sponsor standpoint, um, and the budget is there to to do it, Mm -hmm. to justify it. uh, Because, you know, we're not going to just sort of create this full-blown new digital promotion and execution for your $1,000 sponsorship, I'm mm-hmm. sorry to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's just the reality. It's got to pencil out. It's yep. got to justify the, the time, effort, and energy put into it. Yeah. So to answer your question about where do you start, I think the question kind of is what are the needs of the particular sponsor? Because we're really, for the purposes of this podcast, we're looking at this more from a sponsorship and revenue generating standpoint mm-hmm. than we are maybe from a pure marketing uh, standpoint. But do we have something that we're already doing, whether it's through our app, uh, that that is already engaging fans, that the fans have gotten used to, that we have built up some, um, some, some numbers, mm-hmm. some data, uh, or do we want to start something completely from scratch? Yep. And then from there, it's just, okay, you know, what's, which direction are we going to take? It's almost like looking at it like a flowchart in some ways. Uh, do we want this to be a game night only mm-hmm. type of activation? In which case, um, you know, here at the Winterhawks, we do some fantasy gaming mm-hmm. on game nights, both home games and road games, uh, where our fans through our app can um, select certain players or groups of players that they think are going to score a goal, get an assist, they earn points. Those points are then you know, used or redeemed for, for prizes, things like that. Uh, or do we want to look at something like a digital scratchers type of a, a product or a trivia type of product, which uh, may or may not be used on game nights by itself, but they can also be used during non-game nights or even during your off-season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I think, and, you know, interestingly enough, when we first came to you all on the app side, it wasn't just, 
hey, we need to get more digital, let's build an app. It right. was, you know, we're looking, obviously most people are telling us we need an application to connect with fans. Um, but for Kelly, uh, when we chatted with him and, and Kevin when he was here, was let's have something that really pulls in the fans and makes them want to come back game to game other than just news, stats, and scores. Um, so I think whether it's that on the marketing side or to your point, like a, like a trivia, um, a lot of the teams we chat with, sometimes the first thing that comes up is this is really cool and it's digital let's jump into it. And my follow-up question is always, look, you know, Scratchers is great for couponing. Trivia is great for brand awareness and brand building. Um, Have any of your partners come to you and said, hey, we're looking to do this. To be honest, if if you are, you know, let's say middle of nowhere and and digital is is not the way to connect with people, then, you know, I'll be the first one to say, you probably don't need it. You probably, this is probably not the best way to connect with your fans uh, on that side. But, I think the first thing is understanding one, like you're saying, a need. Let's find find some, the needs. Find some sort of partnership, uh, whether it's within ticketing or within sponsorship, that this is going to have a goal. Um, and then the other thing that I see is, you know, don't bite off more than you can chew. Let's start with the scratchers, or even let's start with just promoted tweets mm-hmm. for sponsors to see if that's something that we can get fans going. But uh, a lot of times it's. I see a lot of organizations say, great, we got to get digital. Let's get 20 things integrated. And yeah. The problem is, is you don't do one, one, if you're just starting with digital, you don't know. You don't know how your fans are going to interact. You don't know what that scoreboard read is going to be perfect for, for pulling them in. Uh, and you also don't do, you know, you do 20 things mediocre. You don't do one thing very well. Yeah. So, you know, kind of what I see works really well is let's, let's do a scratchers for this sponsor. Let's have it be through the mobile app. And then from there, uh, let's test it. Let's see how fans react. If fans react very, very well, let's add some more assets. But I think kind of going from zero to one is what's the easiest way, like you said, whether we can tag on to an existing thing that we have and maybe boost it with, with digital, mm-hmm. um, like a like a you know end-of-the-game tweet or a game recap that's now sponsored by you know, Toyota Les Schwab uh, or one of your partners. Uh, on the flip side, um, you know, looking at, we don't, you know, if we're doing a mobile app, let's make sure that what's in that mobile app or those goals are really defined yeah. so that we don't get into, which which you've seen from partners and, and other teams, and we've chatted about this, you start building a mobile app, and the mobile app never gets finished because it wants this thing and that thing and this thing and that thing. Right. Um, and if you can just do one thing well with it, whether it's an app or an activation, then it can pull people in um, toward that goal. You can see results and see how to scale it from there. Something else I think that, that you ought to consider as teams are looking at where do we start, there's a couple of different ways that you can approach um, the types of, of app-based elements, digital elements, that you are making available for sponsorship. There's some that are like a, a uh, like a fantasy game uh, type of of, uh, of a contest where you're picking players, uh, you're following the action very closely. That probably appeals to a smaller segment of your overall audience, but they're going to be if you do this correctly, um, interacting many times uh, during the course of the game mm-hmm. with that particular element. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, to use our fantasy. Um, our fantasy gaming 
contest as an example. It's a relatively small number of people that are playing that. I mean, it could be, what, several hundred. I think we pushed it over a thousand a couple of times. But they are interacting with the contest and interacting, therefore, with the brand, Mm -hmm. uh, the sponsor brand, upwards of 20-plus times per game. So it's sort of a small... Um, small group of participants, but you are just hitting those people multiple, multiple times over the course of a game night. You go to a product like a trivia, a digital trivia, where maybe you have a tie-in like we do with um, with uh, in arena on the scoreboard, where you're showing the trivia question on the board, but you're actually playing the question on your app. Um, that is probably a more balanced. Uh, appeal to, shall we say, hardcore fans versus casual fans. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that's going to depend upon the types of questions that you ask and things like that. But there's a reason why so many people watch Jeopardy. Okay, Jeopardy's basically, it is, just one big trivia game. Mm-hmm. And everybody likes to kind of play along, and certain categories you're going to know better than other categories. But it's an immensely popular game. It's very simple to play, mm-hmm. and it has fairly broad appeal. Then at the other end of the spectrum, you've got something like your Scratchers. Mm-hmm. Anybody can play Scratchers. There's nothing magical to it. It's it's a screen, and you, you swipe your, your finger or your thumb or something across the mm-hmm. screen to reveal a prize. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, that something like that has, has broad mass appeal. Anybody can play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody can get involved with it, but um, it's going to be a broad reach, probably low frequency, as opposed to going back to the um, to the fantasy game where it's relatively small reach but very high frequency. And I think that's a good point overall for um, again, finding that fit of where do you want to start. It's totally fine to start with your season ticket holders or those people who are going to get hit 20 times uh, a game and, and see, look, if we can really build something for our we know most of you know most of the Winterhawks uh, players of our of our top line fantasy game are season ticket holders. They understand one they have the app. Number two, they're gaining points each game, so they're bought in. Number three, they understand the players a ton more to be able to kind of make those predictions, and that's totally fine. You don't you know a lot of some of the teams we chat with. Hey, this is going to be great for season ticket holders, but I also want to reach all these new fans. Well, yeah, there's activations that go across that. Scratchers is a prime one. But you don't have to reach everybody on that side. You can start with Season 1 activation. We're, this activation, our first one on digital to really connect fans, is focused on Season ticket holders because of reason X, Y, Z. Yeah. Let's focus 100% on that, and then we'll worry about later, after we've found success, how do we get that common fan in. So I've got a question for you. Yep. In my case... I have a six-month regular season okay. with 68 regular season games. There's a lot of time that I can cover. There's a lot of games that I can cover. Okay. But a lot of people who may be listening to this are more event-driven, mm-hmm. where maybe their their particular event is, say, a golf tournament, mm-hmm. where it's uh, a pro-am on Monday or Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's a four-day event, and then that's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. You probably deal with more of those types of things than I do. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you view 
any differences between when you when you're looking to activate a digital element for a multi-month season mm-hmm. for a sport like hockey or baseball or football or basketball mm-hmm. versus a single weekend type of event like a golf tournament or an auto race. Yeah. I think the big thing there, again, comes back to situation. Um, let's say you have a mobile app for that one-time event, and you're not across multiple events. It's just, hey, we're, this week, we're, we're pretty much this weekend only for a mobile app. Um, one, I would challenge you that your, your fans, whether it's golf or even a concert, are year-round fans. So, mm-hmm. for example, I follow um, one of the, I think it's the Toronto Beer Festival on Instagram. Uh, they could easily just, during the week of the Toronto Beer Festival, only post on that. But they consistently post of them going to breweries and, you know, having other beer festivals and visiting those. And that content keeps me engaged all year so that when I do see that week of at Toronto, I'm it's almost like you were talking that passive versus active, right? Mm-hmm. That's the active uh, of that week, but the passive is priming me to that. You know, let's say you have a mobile app for a one-time event, and you might be thinking, you know, is it really worth it just because people are only coming for a week? Uh, I would challenge you, put some content on it for the entire year. Mm-hmm. If you're a golf tournament, at the tournament, quickly film some, you know, how to golf. Hey, here's a quick tip. When you're swinging through, do this, right, from one of the pros or one of the people on the staff, and then systematically through the year, post those. Sure. So that when the time comes for that month, you've pretty much primed your audience right. that I'm going to massively use the application during that month or that weekend, right, because all year I've been primed, just like when the Toronto Beer Festival starts on their week, I connect and engage with those posts a lot more because I've been primed for that past time. Um, and the other thing is just what I see a lot of too is, um, let's say you have an activation or an app for that one day, you're not doing promotion before or even after. Right. Meaning, let's say you have a scratcher for a one day. Right. If you're not spending the week and a half before saying, hey, there's going to be prizes, there's going to be this, let's get you excited about it. If you just kind of day of say, hey, by the way, here's this mobile scratchers, you're not going to get as many fans no. kind of coming in on that side. You have so, to prime that pump ahead of time. Exactly. So it's like on a six-month season, you have the benefit of being able to capture a fan in game one <clears throat> to educate them, and then hopefully game two, game three, get them to play. Right. You just have to rethink kind of your strategy and say, hey, look, if we're going to do a mobile scratchers, let's do it for the month and a half of either – priming or do a pre-scratcher with, you know, regular prizes. And then during the event, it's way better prizes. So fans are educated on where to go and how to do it. Well, with um, something like scratchers, I mean, technically, there's no reason why you couldn't do that 12 months a year. Exactly. And that kind of gets back to something that I had said in one of our earlier uh, episodes, which is in the sponsorship world these days, you cannot think of yourself as being limited to... Yep. Just whatever the the season, quote unquote, is for your particular team or sport. The reality is, you want to engage fans year round. Your sponsors want to engage fans year round. Yep. So take a year round approach to some of these things. Now, obviously, a fantasy gaming, which is uh, uh, tied specifically to game night and game play, uh, you're going to have a, a hard time, uh, you know, executing that. Mm-hmm. 
in the middle of your off season, there is no game. Yeah. Uh, but something like a Scratchers or even a Trivia, that's really a product where you can uh, push that out to your fans yeah. all season long. They can continue to play all season long. They can win prizes from your sponsors all season long or all year long. Excuse me, what I'm trying to say, mm-hmm. and, um, and and keep that connection with your fan base not only between as you as the team or the event, mm-hmm. but also with your sponsors as well. If they're seeing, in my case, in the world of hockey, uh, where there's not going to be much, if any, hockey played in the month of July, mm-hmm. but I can still have a sponsor see a response from a fan in the month of July, that's fantastic. I mean, that's really, really good yeah. um, for everybody. And it, it just shows that sponsor, you know, this is a 12-month partnership. It's not just baseball season or yeah. hockey season or football season. And that goes to a Winterhawks rival, but another client of ours. Um, what they're doing, the Spokane Chiefs, on their Instagram page right now, season's over, they had a great playoff run, um, but they're doing a bracket where on Instagram they're allowing fans to vote for their favorite play of the season. Oh, cool. And that's, uh, I can imagine that's going to be like a six-week piece where you're still connecting them with hockey. You're still engaging. It's very, very engaging, yeah. Easy thing to do and create and post. Um, but, you know, again, why can't you, for a golf tournament, do the best swings of the tournament? Yeah. Vote for that and make that a six-week process. Well, and... And you said something that's really important, and that is engagement. Mm-hmm. I mean, everything that you do, you know, should be about engaging the fans. Yeah. Your your Facebook page, your um, your Twitter feed, your Instagram account, you know, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. or you know, in app elements like what we're talking about here, um, you really, really need to think of these as. How can I use this to not just disseminate information, mm-hmm. not be just another platform for a press release, mm-hmm. but how do I really um, engage fans? Yeah. Uh, and that could be something as easy as taking what you just mentioned, where they're showing some game highlights from last season, but they're also turning it into a poll or a contest. Exactly. Great idea. And that's the. And I think you bring up a great point there. Um, if they would have just done a bracket where they showed, you know, the highlights and then they chose, right, or, or whatever, that's not engaging. Allowing people to kind of pull on Instagram and allow them to connect on that side, that's what's going to pull you in on that side. That then, i got to imagine, if you're a Spokane Chiefs, and, and I'll ask Brian and, and all the MJ and all those guys over there, but you take that, you've done a quick test, because they didn't do this last year. You've mm-hmm. done a quick test postseason. And from what the from what it looks like, people are voting and having a great time. You then take that and put that in season, yeah. and that's going from that zero to one. They've taken something. Hey, let's try this out. Let's try this one thing out. Instagram Stories has the ability to vote. Let's test it. Yeah. Great. This seems like it's working, and it's not sponsored. Let's go talk to a sponsor about it. You know, I, I think also for I mean for us during the playoffs, we did a Facebook Live uh, mm-hmm. thing, and same thing. The first time we did it for the away game. Uh, we had no idea what type of engagement, but we kind of just set up an iPad uh, that was kind of bolstered by a beer can. And literally, that the it was a very high tech uh, <laughs> setup. Yes, we literally had a can of Budweiser holding the uh, holding the camera. Yeah, kind of funny. The the tripod, the tripod was not working, so we makeshifted this thing and put some some mics up and. Uh, 
and it was engaging. People were commenting, saying, hey, I love this. They were asking Scooter and Andy questions mm -hmm. um, and all of that. But what that took was just me kind of coming in and saying, hey, we should do a Facebook Live preview. Right. Okay, you saying, what would that take? An iPad, tripod, and this. Right. Right, let's go test it. Had it tanked, I would, I would have liked to think we would have tried it a few more times, but if it tanks, it tanks, right? right. And, and then you know, hey, let's, let's not do this next yeah. year. It's not worth our time. But I think the zero to one, people think, oh, you have to have this pre-show you know, pre reel and good mics and a good placement. Literally, it was two seats, two mics, two commentators. And, and if anybody wants to see what we're talking about, <clears throat> go to the Portland Winterhawks Facebook yep. page. Uh, I think it's in the video section. Yes. You can yep. just see some of the some of the stuff that we did that was that was very fun, very informative, but also engaging. I think the key here, whether you're talking about a, a social media posting, whether you're talking about a you know, something for your app, is how do you take a view and turn that into an engagement? Mm -hmm. Because they are very different. Mm -hmm. Sponsors don't necessarily just want views anymore. Mm -hmm. They can buy banner ads and they can buy you know, views mm -hmm. cheap mm -hmm. um, and then plentiful. There is no limit to the number of places, and you can go on to what Google Ads or something like yeah. that. If all you want is tonnage, yeah. um, what they really want is engagement. Yeah. So as you're looking at all these, and where's the first step, and where does the sponsor fit into the whole thing, you also need to consider how can we take something maybe that we're already doing that's getting a lot of views, turn it into something that's getting a lot of engagements mm -hmm. because that's what your sponsors want. Yep. And that just goes back to the Winterhawks video views were pretty high. And there was comments after the fact, but not that real time. So I think that's yeah. one thing, again, you're going from zero to one. It's really easy to say, hey, let's just put Tuesday, you know, let's just put Tuesday trivia or Tuesday highlight up. People might view it. They might comment a little bit. How can you bring that into real time? How can you connect them? Here's something else. You got there's there's probably not a team around that doesn't have a closet full of their archive yep. uh, of games, uh, things like that. Do a throwback Thursday, absolutely kind of a thing. Find a sponsor for it. Uh, you know, maybe you uh, you know you do a thing where where somebody who played in the game is offering some running commentary uh, during it, or or maybe you just play the raw. You know, hey, here's the uh, Portland Winterhawks uh, 1998 uh, Memorial Cup Championship game, uh, complete with old announcers, old commercials, mm -hmm. stuff like that. It's a great, um, you know, it's a great feature. Mm -hmm. It engages a lot of those longtime fans. But then find a way to make it engaging as mm -hmm. well. You know, maybe as part of it, you run the a poll. Mm -hmm. Was this the greatest game in team history? Uh, was this the, you know, what other games? Maybe you give an options. So what other games would you like to hear out of the team archives? Yep. Stuff along those lines. Yeah, and I think your point, a uh, good point that you're making there is just easy. Not that, that it's crazy easy to take old archive games and, and digitize them, but you already have that content. Maybe you don't have to make any new content. Step one, you go back 30 years and get yourself a VHS player. <laughs> oh, That's how you do it. Yeah. Um, awesome. I think we could, should definitely end that there uh, on that side. For next week, um, I'm getting a lot of uh, questions, um, which I think is very important on uh, from a lot of teams and a lot of people in sponsorship of making the digital pencil out, mm -hmm. right? Making sure that you're not spending 
ten, twenty thousand dollars on this asset, and then making very, very little back. Um, so I'd love to chat with you. Obviously, I'm on the seller side. I'm the one that comes to you with it. And I'm on the buyer side. And you're on the buyer side. So here's a preview. Step one, <laughs> beat the seller into submission. Get it as cheap as... No, no, no. no I'm just... I'm only kidding. No, but I How think... How does it pencil out? Yeah, well, it's got to pencil out. And I think a big thing, uh, especially for, for on my side, is, is it's also my job to make sure that it does pencil out for you. And if it doesn't pencil out, make sure that I'm fine with saying, look, this just doesn't make sense for you all. Um, so I think that's a great discussion. As I'm sure of you, a lot of you, and maybe you've heard from me or hearing from vendors saying, hey, we can increase this and increase that, um, just getting a good sense on both sides of sort of the table of what's going to make it so it makes sense not only for the third-party vendor, but also for your team and your sponsor on that side. Um, and, and here's my sneak preview. And this, this has to do with digital or anything as far as penciling it out. But I believe that the number one uh, challenge that, that sports sponsorship salespeople have um, is believing themselves in the value of their product and not being afraid to ask for it, <laughs> for really what it's worth. Yep. Um, if you build the value, if you believe in what you're doing, if it's um, effective, don't be afraid to step up and ask for a big number. Mm -hmm. as, as I often say, it takes me just as much time to sign a $100,000 contract as it does to sign a $10,000 contract. Yep. So, so don't be afraid to, to ask for what you work. Absolutely. But awesome. We'll get into that a little bit more next week. Shall Should we? be good. Absolutely. All right. Um, well, thanks so much, everybody, for listening. Rich, if people want to get a hold of you, where can they get a hold of you? Well, they can get a hold of me, uh, well, right here on uh, on LinkedIn, since you're posting these on LinkedIn. My name is Rich Franklin. I'm Vice President of Corporate Partnerships for the Portland Winterhawks hockey team. Uh, if you want to go the uh, old school route, I guess I guess is email considered old school now? I yeah, guess it a is. a little bit. Um, wow. Uh, if you want to go the email route, uh, my email address is richf, R-I-C-H-F, at winterhawks.com. And for me, Nick Lawson, uh, you're probably seeing this on LinkedIn, but the best way is to connect with me on LinkedIn for this and more great content. Nick Lawson, co-founder of Squad Sports on that side. We'd love for you all, as the articles are being posted, a lot of you are liking them, a lot of you are viewing, you know, listening to the podcast, but we'd love for your feedback. Not we, only, we're getting your views. We want your engagement. We want your that's engagement. There. We're so, bringing it all back around. So whether that's giving us advice on how to get your engagement, um, but also we would love, you know, we're, we're kind of going through the gamut of topics here of what we're seeing, but we would love to hear what you're seeing um, on, on your guys' side day to day and, and, and try to dive into that with some of the expertise we have. And if there's particular topics or questions, fling them at us. Yep. We'd be happy to take them up. Absolutely. Well, that does it for the Inches Podcast. Thanks, everybody, for listening so much. We'll see you next week. Everybody have a great week and keep pushing those boundaries of digital sponsorship. Hey, 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 hey.